Hey everyone, this week's episode is brought to you by Deep Creek Glassworks. Trying to stand out with a handmade gift? Something to impress your loved ones? Look no farther, Deep Creek Glassworks has you covered. Ornaments, pendants, functional glass, oh my. They also offer marbles, wine glasses, and much more. Deep Creek Glassworks is your place to find custom glass for everyone's needs. Fast shipping and crust-resistant boxes. Support your local business and check out etsy.com slash shop slash Deep Creek Glassworks. That's W-O-R-X. And just for our listeners, if you use promo code SUPERFUN, you'll get 10% off of your next order. Again, that's etsy.com slash shop slash Deep Creek Glassworks. Welcome back for another episode of Superfun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on facebook.com slash superfunpodcast, twitter.com slash superfunpodcast, patreon.com slash superfunpodcast, instagram at superfunpodcastgo, itunes at superfungamereviewpodcastgo. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I will be your host tonight, Clark. Who's ready to die on a zip line? <laughs> <laughs> to my left, I have newcomer. I'm Kevin. Kevin, and I feel most alive when I'm rapidly approaching my death. Across from me, I have Harry. If y'all with me, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, another newcomer, Joe. Papa Smoke, watch him choke. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you don't know, we are going to be covering the massively popular Apex Legends tonight. So uh, we'll just dive in with some initial thoughts. What are your initial thoughts on the game, and who's your fucking main character? Let's hit it. Harry? Sure. Uh, so this is the second, uh, I guess, what, what do they call survival? Battle Royale. Battle, Battle Royale. Royale, thank Royale. you. So this is the second Battle Royale after H1Z1 that I played, so I can't really compare it to anything else. Um, I do like the game. I have, I guess, limited experience with Battle Royales in general, like I, I mentioned, but I, I do find myself uh, indulging a lot of my free time in, into this game. So who knows if it's going to keep my attention in the long, long term, but uh, for right now, I'm really enjoying the game. And I main lifeline. All right. What about you, Kevin? This is probably my fourth Battle Royale I've played. I've played Fortnite. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> I played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. We're not going yeah. uh, I've played H1Z1. I've played... Oh, I don't actually don't remember. It was that bad. But there's a, quite a few ones that you can download and play on the PlayStation Network. So I did try a couple of those. And Apex seems to be my favorite right now. It's I, lo- I love the way it plays. It's smooth. My uh, main is Wraith. Joe? Love the game right now. Been playing the crap out of it. Um, my third uh, foray with Battle Royale games. Played Fortnite limitedly um, when everybody else was just playing. It just has something to do to, like I said, I like multiplayer games, so I just play whatever pe- other people are playing. Um, H1Z1 I put a lot of time into, and now uh, Apex. And uh, at this point in time, I don't really have a main. Uh, I, I have a couple that I kind of bounce between. Pathfinder, Bangalore, Bloodhound I really like, but been mostly working on getting through achievements at this point in time, so I haven't really settled down on one. Fair enough, fair enough. I myself, I'm like a veteran of Battle Royale games. I've played pretty much all of like the main ones uh, from Daisy to H1Z1 to PUBG, Fortnite. Um, 
Battle of the Nines on PC, which was like a, a big one, uh, and uh, now on to Apex, and I think Apex is the best, honestly. Uh, it Out of the gate, it's the most polished. They, there's not weird, like, oh, they're fucking, like, you can't shoot people in the head, or it doesn't take people down, you know, like, I feel like it's the most solid out of the gate uh, package. I mostly main between three different characters, honestly. It's it's Bloodhound, Bangalore, or Pathfinder for me. They're my three just go-tos. I personally feel like you always need that if you're going to, you know, not play with friends. You kind of, like, especially with this game, you, you need to have, like, three characters that you're, like, solid with, you know? Unless you want to be a baby like a lot of the, the, the pub people because I feel like... Right, and then there's, like, all the people that are just like, oh, you took my main, and then they just drop out of a random party. Yeah. Which... We'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit more, but uh, let's uh, let's move on into development. Game development. So this game uh, actually, you know, came out in February, and it was really crazy because they announced it, and then four days later, it was live. Not many people like knew about this game in production or anything like that. What I found most interesting about this was. Two things. One, it's from the guys who made Titanfall 2 and Titanfall. And you can see because there's like they use the the weapons from the game and they use like the slide, the way things just feel in general. Yeah, the the speed, momentum. Yes. Violence of the game. Um, And then there's it actually leaked about a year ago on on Reddit and nobody fucking believed the dude. He like he put the map out there and he was like, look, hey, I I got this. And the Titanfall crew is working on a new game and everyone was like yeah fuck you like blah 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 and they just downloaded him to hell on reddit and then he like recently reposted it and everyone's like we're sorry like it's just <laughs> like it was really interesting though i i read somewhere um ho- hopefully this was true but i read like they were working on like titanfall 3 but then they kind of just like fucked around with the engine and they kind of created something they were like this is too good to like not release right and i think that's what pushed them to release this game. Well, they were thinking about including this ba- as a battle royale mode on on Titanfall three, and they were like, "Well, we're not done the story. We don't have mechs in this. You know, it's not really Titanfall." Um, so then they released it. Uh, wh- a- another little interesting tidbit that I saw on the artwork for the original Wraith and on the Wraith model herself, she has a pilot patch from Titanfall. Where uh, anyone that would uh, anyone that's familiar with Titanfall, the uh, Ion, the one that or no, not Ion. What's the one that slashes and goes through the the teleport? He like does Wraith's abilities. I, I, he has I, the sword. It's it's the sword mech from Titanfall Two. He actually like go phases and stuff like that, and she's a phase pilot. That's what her like tag says. So like she could have been one of the original. You know, I mean, she does. Pilots. She does have that pilot uniform, that skin that you can that you were able to download a few days ago. Right. Yeah. So you know, perusing Reddit a couple of days after it launched, there was a lot of like dev activity on on our Apex Legends, and uh, one of the the devs actually posted that they, it was actually like a full blown Titanfall game with, as uh, Clark mentioned, a battle royale mode, and they pretty much kept playing it and playing it, and it had mechs and pilots in it, and and everything, and wall running, and, and everything that had titanfall 2 and they found it way like too difficult to balance um and and it was kind of op depending on who you picked so they just kept basically stripping it down and stripping it down and stripping it down until they got basically what we have now 
um, as far as the legends and, and their abilities and things of that nature, which is why there's so much Titanfall to influence. I, would, I, I don't think this game would be the same if it had mechs in it. No. No, I, I just I don't think it would play the same. All right, if that's it for game development, let's dive all into the story. Story. <laughs> Lengthy conversation here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, this game is sheerly Battle Royale. Uh, there's not a lot. There's the character bios and things like that. I don't really think we need to dive into that. There's there's some lore that's amassing for the characters, but it's there's no cohesive story in the game itself. I think there's like some tie-ins and some kind of interesting things. Uh, there was some backlash on one of the characters. A lot of people didn't like that Gibraltar was gay. The devs were pretty much like, "All right, just whatever. Like we don't care." Like. And and that's the perfect stance to take. And like there, there's a few interesting things. The LBGTQ plus community really kind of like got behind this game because they also have a non-binary character. They uh, they actually took a female voice line and distorted it with a male voice line, reading the same lines, and they blended them together to make a character. And that's a uh, bloodhound. Uh, bloodhound they don't know is is genderless essentially, in Apex. And they said they have no intention of revealing what the gender is. It's just a non-binary character. And I think that's actually really fucking cool. Like, it's a, I think it's a very progressive step forward that you don't see a lot in games. Usually they butcher it. And, like, Gibraltar is not a, uh, like, not flamboyantly gay. And, like, that's an issue that a lot of games do. They make a character gay and then they make him, like, overly gay and overly flamboyant and a stereotype yeah and just it's 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 refreshing to see like you know if you didn't read into the lore gibraltar's just a dude and that's how most people are in general is like it doesn't matter if they like guys or girls they're just people never would have known unless he's you know yeah you said something so and and they don't even make it a key thing of him they just mentioned that his boyfriend stole his dad's motorcycle that's it that's all they did in his lore they just mentioned that and they said it's not a typo. Like people asked him about it, and they're like, "It's not a typo." And I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool and a very cool progressive step. Yeah. Do we want to move into the gameplay? Does anyone else have anything else that they might have picked up lore wise? Yeah. They so was interesting. I picked up a few things on the lore. Right. Uh, so one of the things, you know, Apex, and obviously them being the Titanfall developers, you know, Apex from Titanfall was the the mercenaries, essentially. Right. Um, which is kind of where they're at now is this is, takes place a couple hundred years afterwards and after the, the Titanfall 2 events. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of, they had this battleground created as a as an homage, basically. Yeah, it's to like sharpen their skills and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much with story. I know they have that opening cutscene, but that's right. really just introducing the characters so much, not really what kind of world are they stuck in. But it seems like this is like... um. The way it's portrayed, it's not like a dark, ominous kind of arena. It's like... This is a people, tournament. Yeah. yeah, it's like a tournament. People want to be there like to compete. It's not like a, yeah. It's not like your Hunger Games type feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they look like they're having fun. It's very, it's very much not a, you're doing this for survival. This is very much a, hey, everyone is here of their own accord. They've all trained for this. They're ready for it. They're go- they know what it's they're a sport. getting into. It's a sport. Yeah, it's like yeah. a sport. Yeah, there's like the banners all over the world and stuff like that showing who's the top, who's the best. Like they're they're all called champions. Like it's really it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's a really cool little just added effect to it. I agree. 
All right, guys, let's move on into gameplay. Oh, before we go into gameplay, I'd like to ping something real quick. Mm-hmm. Mozambique here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Let's just start the gameplay. <laughs> Gameplay. All right, so this the, the the base of the gameplay is your typical battle royal thing. You know, uh, sixty people drop into a zone, or uh, a ring keeps pushing them in further and further. One team gets crowned a champion, but there's it's it's a very it's very complicated gameplay. Like it's a little it's it's more advanced, I would say, than a few of the other battle royals out there. There's more stuff you can do. There's more intricacies, things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just have at it. Let's, let's talk about some gameplay experiences. Do we want to start off where Carrie kind of alluded to with the pinging system? Cause I feel like it totally changes the game. Oh, absolutely. It, it changed the game so much that Fortnite reaction in a reactionary step added a full blown ping system a week after this came out so, mm. th- so that they could compete still because people were like, Hey, everyone that's making a battle Royal game. This is the new standard. Like straight up, they they revolutionized yeah. the the genre immediately upon entry. Yeah, no, I in general, not to get away from the pinging system. In general, I think they made it easier to jump into. Like they made it more people friendly, and and I mean that across a couple different reasons. Mainly the ping system because the communication really helps. Where you get the warnings from characters, like if the ring is moving in. Or you get like, oh, well, we have a distance to run, so you don't even have to check the map. Sometimes you're just getting these sound indicators to tell you like what's going on. I think the biggest thing that I've seen, and again, I can only compare to H1Z1, but the way they color code their ammunition makes it so seamless for picking up what you need instead of having to like really look at it. Because there was a million times playing H1Z1 where I'd pick up the wrong ammunition just because it looked so similar to some of the other boxes. So they just, I, I just feel like they knock down a lot of these like entry barriers for players. Right. And the pink system also helps for me. Think about how many people you play with that don't have a mic. Right. And then and then you, you drop with them and they're like, Oh, this is over here, this is over here. Let's go over here. Like, you know. Right. And there's there's a lot of things you can do with that ping. Like tons of different things. You can tell people, Oh, I'm looting over here, there was somebody over here, you know, I'm attacking over here, defend this area. Unopened boxes over here, open boxes over here, death crates over here, like let's go over here, let's not go over here. I find I you can't. don't e- you don't even need a mic with random people because oh, yeah. of the ping system. It's great. I I think I think in terms of communication for people that don't want to actually verbally communicate with each other, that ping system is revolutionary. I think we're gonna see that in tons of games going forward. Yeah, I think even people with mic systems, the pinging system is insane. Because there's so many times where you're just like, yeah, I can tell you that there's like an R99 in a specific spot, but like pinging it and being able to call dibs on it oh, yeah, is dibs. ridiculous. Dibs. Yeah, they put a dibs system in here so that when someone pings something, you can hit OK, I'll be over, or dibs that I want that, and it'll stay on your HUD. So you can like continue doing what you're doing, and when you're done, you can just go over and get what you need. Right, but the further that, if somebody else calls dibs, I can't call dibs on that same item. Yeah, it doesn't you, let me. I mean, you can still run over and pick it right, up, right, but you but, can't but call the, dibs on it. Right, yeah. it, it won't let you, like... I think that is just revolutionary. Also, let's just talk about like how quickly you can move around the the zones and stuff like that. There's the the redeploy balloons. There's the zip lines, sliding. 
Like, all of that stuff is incredible. And, like, for me, as, like, someone who really enjoys playing Pathfinder, the ability to, like, grapple and swing and then make my own zip lines and stuff through the arena, that changes how quickly you can move and stuff like that. Like, that first initial wave, that could be a death sentence in another game. And this one, I don't worry about the ring until it's, like, round four. Because I know I'm just going to be able to get through it if I if get clipped by it a little bit. Right, right. To speak it on, like, moving around the map, I, again, I'm going to do this a lot tonight, just mm-hmm. <laughs> comparing to H1Z1. But remember how necessary it was to have a vehicle in H1Z1? Yeah, you immediately. Were... If you didn't land on a vehicle, you might as well just log out. Yeah, right. well, you were fucked. Like, the, the way you can maneuver around the map in this makes it just... Again, very entry level for for any player. It's just one less barrier to getting into the game. Now, speaking on that, as far as like map sizes go, there's this guy that basically tests out battle royale games, and it's hard to do an accurate measurement because they're all on different like systems and, and different platforms and everything. But he basically times moving from one side of the map to the other to kind of gauge how big of a map something is. And this is one of these smaller maps. Like, he was able to cross the whole thing in, like, 10 minutes or so. And some games are, like, 22 minutes to go from one corner right. to the other corner. So it is a very much smaller playing area. I think it forces people into encounters a lot sooner and kind of keeps the, the gameplay a little bit more engaging. Well, and there's a smaller amount of people, too. Uh, the, most games dr- you drop with 100 plus. Yes. Uh, this drops with 60, and it's only squads of three. Yeah. Drop in with 100 solo players, you want that big open space. From from what they're saying, man, new characters, you know, they're they're very open about like, look, we're going to be making three, four seasons a year. Each one's going to have a new character, new weapons, new skins. We're going to work on a new map as well. Let's go. Speaking of the map, I got to say, I love the map design. I absolutely do. The high tier loot areas are all on the outside, while other battle like royales, People want to drop in the middle and having the high loot areas on the outside disperses the people more. So instead of having most of the server go down right away, which they kind of do sometimes with it's the still, blue areas, still happens with sure. the blue areas, yeah, because yeah. it, it gives those people that like that a uh, thing to do. But it also gives the people that want to kind of hang back something to do, too. So they, they, you know, those people are spread out more instead of all going to these specific areas that people know are great and whatnot. And everybody's working their way in. But it also helps with... Um, People, you know, they kind of get good weapon setups right away in the game instead of going half the game with something they hate. Because, I mean, I find I usually like what I have by the time I'm leaving my first area. You know, rarely do I, am I like, I don't like what I have. And if that's the case, my teammates like what they have. I think speaking to that, too, like, the weapon balance is actually really good. Other than the joke on the internet, which is the Mozambique, the weapon balance is actually really good amongst all weapon types, essentially. Like, there's... All weapon types, there's at least two weapons that you're not going to complain about having end game. Like heavy, there's probably three. Right. It, it's really well balanced. I, yep. I personally think the Mozambique is not far from being a balanced weapon, too. So I think <laughs> I think if they change the rate of fire, it changes that gun. Yep. Uh, if they, if they, uh, I think what they need for the Mozambique is they need an expandable clip. Well, they can't because it's got it's like that three round revolver type. They'd have to change the actual look of the gun. It's, but what I was saying, if they change that rate of fire, so you can shoot it like you can, like um, the wingman, the wingman, yeah. If they change it so you can shoot it like you can the wingman, just as fast as you can pull that trigger, that changes that gun completely. Uh, yeah, you, you know what it needs? Like it should be like a one shot gun where it does like an insane amount of damage. Like if you can get like a weapon attachment to put on it, 
where you could fire all three rounds simultaneously or something. There you go. That yeah, would that be cool. Be bad either. Yeah, but that, that they put it that. But that, it's like a like you either hit or you You're miss. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? As a backup weapon, if like I roll through a clip on something and then yeah. I swap out to I mean, that, if that was the case, I'm okay with that. That would be my backup weapon. Yeah. Like, that would be your finishing weapon. Yeah, you just, just fucking blast somebody that just went down. Like, oh, you're dead. Yeah, so we probably won't see that happen. <laughs> That'd be OP. Yeah, yeah. An instant kill would be bad. There should be no instant kill weapons. I don't think because the Kraber is not even a guaranteed instant kill outside of the Mastiff. I mean, well, yeah, what? Well, Mastiff's inst- not an instant kill. They're instant kills if you don't have a shield. I used it last night. I got two hundred damage on one shot. Yeah, yeah, but if someone that's has a, that's, that's, that's a full shield and full, that's L. probably a headshot. No, the way somebody, the headshots work in this if, game. If somebody had blue armor, that's not a down because the blue armor is one twenty-five on top of a hundred. It wouldn't kill them. So, so yeah, you you'd you'd merc somebody that has the the white armor. But if you have a mastiff and they have white armor, they haven't looted properly <laughs> at that point because ma- you know you don't. You can't drop and find a mastiff, and you can't drop and find a Kraber. You have to. You have to get them from the drop crates, right? Which it, it, which it, only comes second round. They st- well, they start coming second round. Yeah, you you can get one from a lifeline package as well. Oh no, no, you can't. No, you, you can't. can't. You can't get you, golds from. No, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. But no, in, in general, speaking with the guns, like again, comparing H one Z one, you can only get like tier one guns in that game right from the get go. You can almost get anything upon dropping. In this game, which yeah. I like, I feel like it balances the game and it doesn't force you to go after some of those drops like mid to late. It, it changes up the dynamic. It's more about looting everywhere instead of looting very specific spots throughout right. Right. throughout the game. Um, I, I like that. Like I, I didn't, I didn't always like that. Everybody's rushing for these packages, kind of thing. It's just, it was just such a hot zone, and you either had to. It was like a do or die kind of situation for those. But this, this, it kind of takes different play styles into account and, and let you kind of like you can be that team that goes after the other team members to get their shit or you could be the one that, that is hanging around in the fritz and just kind of collecting stuff as you go i don't know it just it uh supports different different play styles which i really like and it does it really well in h1z1 like you're forced to like you have to be aggressive in that game or you die like 100 percent because if you're not aggressive and you don't go after those drops uh, you, you know, you're completely underwhelmed, or you're completely overwhelmed and under-equipped. But also playing other battle royales, I mean, when I think about it, at the end of the game, when you're, you're that, that last zone that you're killing a person in, a lot of other battle royales, you're fighting the guy and the zone is closing off completely. That rarely ever happens in this game. You're usually killing the, those last people with a pretty decent-sized zone. I mean that's how that's what I found when playing Apex. I mean H1Z1, I found you're killing the last team in the in the smoke or whatever it is, the fog. In Fortnite, you're killing them in the storm. You know, trying to out survive them kind of thing. But this game, I feel like I've I've won matches before even the last zone shrinks again to the you know the final one before it even closes off. So I do like that. I think the map size is perfect for where it's at. I it's just a really good balance. I, I loved everything about this game from from the start. The the quickest game I've ever had where I was the second group, the second squad to the last. It was I was playing with John and we got killed and the and I looked at like the time played ten minutes. Oh man, that's round three. That's yeah. that's that's the you know it gets up to round six. So round six is when it actually just closes, right? I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Round six is where there's no safe spot, safe zone anymore. I've yet to see that. 
I've seen it one time. Yep. One time. Yeah, one I've seen it once, time. too. And it was mostly because there was a team on a lower area, and we were on the upper area. And the only way to get down or up was, was it, to wait, go was out it the into three the storm. Because that, that's how I remembered it. It, it might have been the yeah, three of us. I think it was the three of us playing, yeah. Uh, it's the only time I've ever seen it is like where it was completely impossible to just shoot that person. And we're like, all right, we're either going to have to health pack and try to survive longer or. And that's like that's like the strategy there is like you have to pick pretty much a designated survivor. Everyone drops their health items for one person. That person drops all their ammo for the other two. The other two go on a suicide mission to try to inflict as much damage as possible. And the other person just sits there and heals and heals and heals to try to survive in case the other two fail. And hopefully it's a lifeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You drop your fucking. Well, yeah. If you have a lifeline, that's the designated survivor. Yeah. They just drop their they drop their thing as soon as they need to and. Well, see, that brings up another good point with uh, the hitbox-related issues and how they could resolve that. Because if they do something like that and you got somebody like with a higher hit point value, they're going to last longer in that zone when it closes off. Right. And like I, like I just now thought about that with this, and that would make it overpowered for those characters. I'm really curious about how they're going to fix this but hitbox it, it, issue. See, it's overpowered, but they're at a disadvantage right now. I think that brings them to the field. I think that brings them to... Right. I mean, I'm saying that's that's probably the way they should go. They should probably absolutely up their, their hit points, but it's still, it's going to make or break the game. It's crucial how they're going to fix this, because it changes the way the core way the game is played with some of these characters. And it also changes how they're going to introduce other new characters. Are they going to introduce other big guys because of this currently broken thing? Or is it all going to be like normal-sized people? Yeah, because then, cause then you're like, okay, so there's no more big guys because they... And then do those legends just get abandoned eventually? Right, that's scale what, down that, the avatar. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you could slowly scale the avatar down too. That's true too. Or like they can go on diets, you know, <laughs> skinny Gibraltar, <laughs> skinny caustic. Skinny caustic would just be a fucking edge lord at that point. Like he would just be like so. He'd be like too too edgy. Hmm. Barrage with a he's mask. He's a fat, jolly guy right now <laughs> that like, hates everything. Oh, he's not jolly. <laughs> no, he loves death. He loves death. Yeah, he, well, he loves death. He's a very happy guy, actually, he's, if you think about it. He's very joyous about death. <laughs> he's the Santa Claus of death. <laughs> yeah. uh, so two things I'd like to touch on real quick. Number one, the respawning during a match. Careful with what you're touching, because you have that restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the respawns during a match. So so typically when you play like a team battle royale, if somebody gets killed, they're out for the entire match. Have to sit there for like twenty minutes. For this, you still have the potential to get brought back into the match, which makes it not so much a waste of the time for the people that maybe died early in a match or right, something like that. Right. I always think that's cool, it, and it changes the dynamic too. Because like I've been in firefights fighting over a respawn, and those get really interesting too. Because if you're like one person with two respawn beacons. You're like, uh, okay, I need to like either let this person just do it and try to kill them or ambush them, or I got to just get in there and, and try to take on 2v1. Yeah. But the other thing I was uh, going to mention is just like, I find it's easy to get to the end game in this game. And I, I think the probability of winning is higher than some battle royales out there. I just feel like it's, again, it may be a, a little bit more enjoyable experience because everybody can get their chance and never have that victory feel completely out of reach because of just really OP players that are on the server. Like, I find it's a very almost even playing field most most of the time. Yeah, to that point, I feel like a lot of times, so as you're playing, 
when the the two champions of the previous game are killed, it announces them. And I feel like pretty regularly it it happens early on or, or like more than later. So yeah. it, so it keeps that almost I don't want to really call it fairness, but it keeps that a little bit of equal playing field because you you know you have that sense of okay, well the last guys got killed and there's are still fifteen squads left like. I should feel pretty good about myself. Right. I mean, the game does promote strategy play very well. It's not just completely skill-based. You, you know, it's, it's you, you, you think of a strategy, and you go against another team, and a lot of times, if you thought that strategy out well enough, even if they're better players than you, you're going to win that firefight. So I, I feel like we definitely, like, covered, like, the base, like, gameplay mechanics. Do we want to go over each character and what makes them special? Yeah, they are yeah right I now? was going to say, the abilities in general are kind of like a new thing to, to Battle Royales. Like, instead of, like, uh, a blank... Well, it's, 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 so it's not new. It's just, this is the best version of that. Agreed. Yeah, okay. definitely the best version. But they're not, they're not blank slate characters. Like, they all are right. kind of unique and play a little bit differently. They're unique from the start. Call of Duty has a the blackout mode. And you can get perks that kind of make you more of an ability-based character towards the end of the game. Is it typical of Call of Duty fashion? Like, their kind of perks? Like, the yeah, quick yeah, reload, yeah, the stuff like that. Quick reload, yeah. silent footsteps, which is huge, because you could sprint silently in that game. Blackout's another one that I've, I've played. I, I actually really like that. I was going to try to get everybody on that before this came out, and I was like... Oh, no, no, I mean, I, I have that game, too. too. It, yeah. it is fun. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. But I definitely like Apex more. Yep, uh, 100%. I, I even think it's smoother. You yeah. Know, I think it's smoother gameplay than, than Call of Duty. It's much more polished. You can just tell it's like done with love. Right, like that right. Kind of like, I like that it's, like, I know they do this with quite a few, but I like that it's first person. I don't like third person shooters, to be honest. I have a real issue with those. Fair enough. I uh, honestly like having the choice. Yeah, I, I I liked when they did that in PUBG. PUBG made it so like there's first so in third person you can in third person games you can switch to first person if you care to do so, or you can queue up in only everyone's first person. Everyone's doing first person mode. Everyone's doing third person mode, or you know switch, which I thought was cool. Uh, but yeah, let, let's maybe just go down the the uh, current characters on the roster. All right, do we each want to just handle two of our favorites? I mean, that sounds pretty fair. Okay. Yeah, I've played everybody, so... Yeah, I've played... Uh, so, I, I think the winning probability is better. I played PUBG for, like, three years. I have maybe ten wins. On and, on and off three years, Let's let's to be fair. And on PC, it's much more... It's a much different animal on PC Battle Royal games. Right. I have at least ten or fifteen wins in Apex. Yep. I, 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 I'm getting on 50, close to fifteen wins with Wraith alone. Yeah. Know, let alone it, the other characters. Yeah. Like I, I have my one win with every character, and I have multiple wins with a few different different characters. I'll go last, and I'll just back clean up on whoever's left. All right. I'll, I'll start off. <laughs> why, why don't you talk about Lifeline? Yeah, I know yeah. Lifeline. I, I, my opinion. I know everybody wouldn't agree. I just feel like her health boost thing to the team. It's just kind of like an irreplaceable ability right now, and I find it's super crucial. The amount of people I've saved, if you get stuck in the barrier, the amount of times I've, like, ran behind somebody, and then as I'm, like, healing them, just throw down my health shield so that I'm getting health back as I'm picking this person up. And I've gotten people, like, through, like, a, a level three shield back to the the playing arena it's literally like having a healer for an rpg like would you go into a boss battle without a healer no right so like right i i think i think lifeline is absolutely great for the weight 
Like the like the like I'm, a, I'm a back player with her. Like I let the yeah. other two go forward and I'm kind of there like to clean up any messes that. Well, happen. yeah, it, it's I, I think Lifeline's main strategy is for the people that like to do a lot of looting and then get to the last circle as opposed to like playing aggressive because Lifeline's like not good for aggressive. No, not not at all. Well, you can be a little aggressive because when you're picking people up, you're picking them up faster, and you have the shield to pick them up. So she is good in aggressive situations. Defeats her ultimate, though. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, it absolutely, absolutely. Does. It defeats her ultimate, and when you pick somebody up, you can't stealth pick up anybody up because of that shield. No, you're right. You're right. So the second you go to pick somebody up, it's- everyone knows that you're there. So like that, that's like the different thing. Whereas like I think Wraith can just ninja around and pick people up she absolutely can in a more aggressive fashion than lifeline can so do we want to go through like all do you want to explain like what the her passive and everything else is yeah just it's just well the passive is just he uh being able to um revive people like 25 percent faster and her ultimate which is a big component of the games i play is just like everybody force feeds you these uh accelerants you get your ultimate ability a lot quicker you drop a, a a drop pod that has like um defensive bonus equipment in it and um, we've gotten, or at least I've gotten on certain playthroughs, like four or five drop pods in a particular match. It's good. It gets pretty much everybody purple armor. Yeah. Sometimes even gold armor and gold helmets and you, shit like you that. You can't get those from Lifeline packages. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Lifeline doesn't drop gold stuff, dude. I'm pretty sure I've gotten gold shit. I'm pretty sure I have too. Yeah, I know she does. She doesn't, really? pretty sure she doesn't drop some... weapon stuff. But she no, she drop won't gold. drop. Oh, no oh. cravers or mastiffs, but no. like she drops gold armor and helmets and does stuff. Does she but... really? And gold uh, weapon attachments too. Yeah. Hmm. I've never seen. I've never seen it personally. Yeah, because you can get. That's most of the time where I find the four to ten scope. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. Plenty of times yeah. I'm defending the area. And I'm like, do you get anything good? Gold armor. I'm like, oh damn. Oh. Like, um, the other character I was going to talk about was uh, Gibraltar because he was actually the one I started on for a bit. And I felt he was kind of clunky, and it kind of slowed down my, my startup on the game. I do like what gravitated towards me originally with that character is I like that he has a shield that goes up when you aim down sights. He's your titan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it gives you a little bit extra health bonus when, when you're in a firefight. He has that bubble shield, which I've always liked in uh, <laughs> uh, Destiny. That was always like my go-to. And his ultimate, see, this was the thing I didn't like about his ultimate, it's, a, it's the range thing of his artillery strike. Sucks. It's the same thing with Bangalore as well, yep. when we get to her, but it's only as far as you could throw a grenade, essentially. And I feel like it's actually a closer distance than what you could throw a it's, grenade. Yeah, I feel like it's less range than yeah. an actual grenade. Because you have to toss that. But and his then, does actual damage. Yeah, his, he can, his he, can he, down you can, you can down an entire squad. Bangalore, it's mo- it's it's a little bit of damage and a little bit of uh, disorientation and stun. It's hard to get out of her. Hard to get out of hers, too. Yeah, yeah. Because once you get hit by one, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to get hit by another one. Like I like how they set up Gibraltar's his passive ability. Like when you aim down sights, he puts up like an extra shield that absorbs fifty damage if you and but at the same time, if you're using it from a distance, it's pretty obvious that you're using it and where you're at, but they enabled the feature to actually turn it off. Yeah, you which can I think is it. amazing. It really makes that passive, you know, very useful in comparison to some of the other ones. I think it's funny that you picked the most played and the least played characters as your first two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say about Gibraltar's shield, though, I also like that if you lose it, all you have to do is like not look down sights and then look down sights again, and it just like revamps it right back up. You right. don't have to like recharge it with a battery or fucking anything like that. Pathfinder is the one I initially uh, was drawn to. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so his passive ability is pretty much that he can interact with these antennas throughout the map. 
and give you a foresight in where the next ring is going to be before it's displayed to everybody else on the map. I think it's pretty cool. So you can plan out where you're going, where you're heading, where you want to loot or stay where you're at, depending on where it's at. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Well, the other thing that's also drew me to him was his movement ability. It's pretty much both his, his standard ability and his ultimate are both movement based. I think it also takes the most skill to use in the game. So standard grappling hook, I mean, you can use it every 15 seconds or so. Maybe it's 20, but it's fairly quick. But you can swing, like, straight-up Spider-Man swing with it. It's crazy, and you can use it to loop around people, go under things, go over things. Or, you know, if you got somebody on your team in a public group that's grabbing all your loot, you can get away from them and pick up the good stuff faster. Pretty much use it for any reason. <laughs> and, and the Ultimate's pretty awesome, too. Like Clark initially mentioned, getting across the map, you know, you got a ring coming in, even late game. You can travel so far with a single ultimate zipline, especially like up or downhill or crossing a canyon. It's amazing. It's it's unbeatable. It is disgusting how far that zipline goes. And oh yeah. Like, oh, okay. Can, cool. I'm just going to cross like a a quarter of the map like right now. Yeah. You can <laughs> you can clear an entire area name of the map e- very easily if you get some height. So I have I have a fun story with the grapple and like using it to position around somebody. We did a hot drop where we're just dropping in because we know there's going to be at least five teams there. So we dropped in. Uh, Kevin, I think you were with us. John and I were up top in artillery, and there was a Bangalore that was chasing John, and I managed to... I jumped off of our the the top of artillery, which means you just fall to the ground, but I quick turned and zipped around a wall behind the Bangalore and chased him away, or chased her away from John. <laughs> But then I chased her and died. So it was just fun. It was just like a really cool, like, I zipped around a wall. There was no way they were expecting me to do that. But I, like, literally, like, would have just jumped, hopped down. But I, you know, it. Ah, it's, the movement with Pathfinder is so much fun. I've yeah. been playing him more and more. It was a good time. Yeah, so he's he was one that was initially drawn to. Um, I, I think my next favorite one is probably Bangalore. Really like her. I think a lot of team dichotomy there um, with the smoke, being able to multi-purpose it, whether you want to smoke the other team or smoke yourself to try and, you know, res somebody or what have you. If you don't mind me cutting in with the smoke real quick, I I fucked up with Bangalore like real bad last night, but we still got a win. Yeah. But we were in a little... uh, We were in airbase in one of the buildings that only has one entrance and exit. Oh, okay. And there was only two squads left, so... Yeah, and then I they were like we all had like we had like five digital threats among the three of us as so far as sick. weapons go. So they were like just shoot the smoke out when a team comes in. We'll use the digital threats to kind of shoot through the smoke. Well, I forgot that I thought it was like a wind up and throw, but when I clicked the button, I shot it right at the wall that I was looking at to stay hidden and it was just like all around it was just I fucked up real bad. <laughs> it it, it but, worked anyway. <laughs> it worked to probably beacon everybody to you, right? Well there was only one team left and they were right outside the room. So it ended up basically cloaking ourselves and John was playing with the two of us and he was on Bloodhound and I had a digital threat and we just basically stood inside the smoke shooting out of it and took everybody oh, out. Oh and I threw anyway. the Bangalore like bombardment out. So they're like Yeah he threw it forced them to the come in. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's so good. Bangalore, like, just for uh, area control, she is fucking unstoppable. Yeah, again with the, the grenade thing, though, with her ultimate, man. Now, it is a little bit more situational because it's not a ring that is an obvious deployment like Gibraltar's is. Like, when you throw his, it pings out a ring almost like kind of like the Bloodhound ping is. Um, so you can see where it's going to end up hitting. Hers is not that way at all. 
So it's like a sweeping airstrike, and, and it still doesn't go very far at all. And you can't tell which direction it's going to sweep from, so it's it's kind of hard to, to use a the, little bit. The thing that bothers me with her is sometimes I can't tell if it's a friendly or an enemy's. Like, I wish it would... Yeah, they need a code like that. that yeah, like maybe like a green, green ring around the bombs or, or like a red ring or something well, just to indicate if it's friendly or not. Hers affects both. Oh, so you should just run either you way. You should not be caught in that. Okay. Either way. Gibraltar's will not kill you if you run through it, though, and you're on the same team. But but you'll get stunned if you run through Bangalore's. You won't take the damage, but you'll get stunned. Mm. So, yeah. fun fact. If you're, if you're okay with getting stunned... You can run through Bangalore's and and try to catch people as they're going through. You you won't and you won't take the damage, but yeah, I think stunned. The other thing I like about her a lot is um, her passive ability, which is basically if she gets shot, she gains a movement speed bonus. Oh my! God. I think it's just shot at. I've gotten yeah. that bonus yeah. without even taking yeah. damage. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and it's ridiculous. Ridi- yeah, it's. I think it's kind of overpowered to be honest. She moves so fast. So fast. It's probably similar speed as the as the uh, the wraith ability. It, it's faster. You think so? It's absolutely. F- I play wraith as main, and her her passive makes her faster than wraith. Yeah, it's 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 very useful though. When you're if you're like crossing a street in a town and you're pinged, you're gonna get to the other side unscathed pretty much. Yep. Uh, just like running and then sliding with her, or like as soon as it as soon as it clicks, you shoot a fucking smoke, you're out of the smoke, and they're still looking at the smoke like, where the fuck yep. is Bangalore? That's exactly what I do. <laughs> That's why I won't shoot at a Bangalore unless I have her dead to rights. Because I know she's going to be out. Or I'll fire a shot and start like just only leading. I won't continue shooting at her. Because the cooldown on it, I think, is like 15 seconds. Yeah, I can't remember. Alright, well, I'm going to talk about Wraith. I play her the most. Um... Her passive ability is she has warnings, a voice, she hears a voice, basically, and I find that incredibly reliable as I'm not always aware of my surroundings 100% when I'm playing these kinds of games, as probably most people really, and I could just be randomly looting a box and all of a sudden she'll be like, they're aiming right at you. You also have an option of telling your teammate that, like, you know, like the ping system, you can you can tell them that, or usually I'm on party chat and I just let people know that somebody's aiming at me. Yeah, her passive, I really like that a lot. It's, I don't know, it's it's kind of like Bangalore's, overpowered, a little overpowered if you play it right. Also, her 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 secondary ability, her tactical, I think I think they're called tacticals, the L1s, yeah. mm-hmm. um, she goes invisible. Well, not completely invisible because she has like a blue trail, but she speeds up just a little bit and you're invulnerable while you do that. Now, most people use this to like ambush people and try to play like a closer play style with her. I use it more of a defensive thing because I'm more of a medium range kind of player and it allows me to like get around, get behind a rock or cover. But again, you're not invisible. So you got to like turn around and, you know, reassess the situation immediately. You're not going to get away with that ability. It's not long enough, but her ultimate is one of the more versatile ultimates, just like, um, Pathfinder's ultimate is versatile. Uh, race race is also versatile. You can, help people that are in the ring like uh lifeline can because lifeline has that ability with wraith you can drop a portal while you're running next to somebody that's down and get out of that zone and they can just walk through that port you know crawl through that portal while you're running you're you're faster while you're doing that ultimate you're even faster if you do that ultimate with your tactical which is probably closer to the same speed as bangalore's passive but you have to use two abilities to get that speed 
And uh, I like the distance on it too. It's very, it's not as much as Pathfinders, but it's, I think it's very fair for what you can do because you can still climb walls and stuff while you're doing it. And you can, like, you can set it up to save people. You can set it up for ambushing. You can set it up for traps. You can set it up for somewhere to back off to. Like, if you're going to ambush, but you want, you want to be able to back out if it goes bad. I just, I really like her ultimate. And as much as I play her, I'm still learning how to use that ultimate properly. Man, if they ever want to buff her, it would be really cool if you could interact with things while you're doing that. Right, like if you could pick up items or something like that? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, for her ultimate, if you could pop it, go up a balloon, and deploy. Oh. I'd be, it'd be so you, nuts. You know what? I've never tried to do anything you, you, like that. You, you can I, open doors. You can't go up the balloon. I, I didn't think you could because I don't think you can go on a zip line. Either, yeah. So. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that's 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 fair. <laughs> You can only imagine. That's what uh, yeah. I mean. That's I feel I mean. like by the time you get to the top of the balloon, it would like time out anyway, though, right? Well, no, it's ten. It's no, fourteen it, seconds. It might. It's yeah. Like, well, you get fourteen seconds. Yeah, you get a you get a pretty long time to do it. It's you're not going zipline speed though, so it'll probably deploy mid air instead of where you're gonna go. So like you go through, you just you just come out the portal and drop. Another character I want to talk about is Caustic. <laughs> Caustic is the the death. Good, l- nice, Harry. It's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, do, he does cough. <laughs> Everything he says is lined with coughs. Yeah, yeah. I like him. He, he you know, the the jolly death loving guy. <laughs> uh, his his passive, he can see through smoke and his noxic gas. Well, he can't see through, but enemies are highlighted. Only in the gas. Well, yeah, the gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the gas. But I think his tactical ability changes his gameplay completely different from all the other all the other classes he's basically laying traps down and he can block doors with them he can set them up to see if enemies are following him another it's, it's, it's another versatile you know ability which i'm finding is being pretty common with these characters now the more i play them i just i love how you can just you can set up certain things with him with that gas you can set it up so people can't escape when you're ambushing them you can set it up to protect yourself when you're hunkering down um <laughs> jesus <laughs> that cold shoulder there <laughs> we, we all know you're captain hunker harry <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and i also found like a lot of players now are actually when they die they close the door and sit and they sit in front of it so you can't open it and get to them yep. and that's probably because a lot of people don't know you can break down doors yeah, his 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 tactical laying down the the gas bomb or the the traps, he can do three of them, you know, saved up, and then he can power, you know, he can power up again and do another three. He can have six down total, which is a lot. It it really is, and it covers a lot of ground. And I find I mostly use it to see if people are following me. You know, more often than not, if I go through a, a smaller area of the map, I'm dropping one or two just to make sure nobody's going to come up on my back and get me. Places like bunker and things of that nature. Right, right, and and instead of using it for you know ambushing or protecting myself, it's more so that kind of thing. I also find I use it a lot more in the very beginning of a match before I even have weapons. I'm dropping them and while I'm looking for weapons just to cover your back. Yeah, and screw everybody up that's just that landed in like hot zones and stuff like that. So, and th- is that his tactical or his that, ultimate? That's his tactical. tactical, and he has it by the time you get you hit the ground. So, okay, you, you can immediately start doing damage with him. You know, it's not a lot. It's very little. His tactical is very little, but it's more of like a disorientation thing than than damage. Well, it's, it it also does direct health. Right, right. It doesn't do shields. Again, okay. again, it's very small. And it's 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 almost 
you know, you, you don't even have to really worry about it damage-wise, but it disorients. And also, every player you're with on your team can see where you're dropping them, and they can they get the same indicator as if it goes off on their on their mini map. So you know, you you drop them, and like you don't have to just if you're playing with like random people, you don't have to be like, oh my god, there's people following us. They can clearly see that on your mini map if they're paying attention, which is another thing altogether. You know, but and his ultimate, his ultimate is actually awesome. And it does a lot of damage, especially if you get caught in the middle of that. It is ridiculously powerful. I I lug it a lot. It's the same kind of disorientation, but with lots of damage now. Most people aren't ready for it, I find. And most people don't know how to handle it. They panic. So if, if you're really good with hitting with Gibraltars or anybody else that throws the grenade, you're really good with Caustic's uh, ultimate. But you can also do his inside or underneath things versus the other two guys. So I kind of like him a little bit better with, I mean, his ultimate a little bit better than Gibraltar's and Bangalore's, but he's a, he's a good, well-rounded player. And I, I use his ultimate more that's than, what, than that's Bangalore what I mean. or Gibraltar. And I actually find myself picking up ultimate accelerants when I'm him too. So I yep. can, so I can use it, use one of them and try to get it back sooner than later. So wait, can you describe what his ultimate is again? Is it just like a big, it is a, it is a gas grenade and okay. it, and it does, a lot of damage. It, you you tick down fast, much like like a level four ring zone kind of thing. It's, oh no! So so the way his gas works here, because I've seen I've watched I, I trapped somebody in a room with uh, one of my gas grenades okay, before. Okay, uh, dude, it was it was fucking brutal. I got somebody in a one exit room, threw the gas grenade in there, shut the door, and then put one of my independent variables there. So even if they broke down the door, they'd have to get through over the variable. And right. I was just standing there with a gun. They never came out. It goes up incrementally every damage tick. So it goes three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And oh. so, so the, when you're getting ten and eleven, there people are just starting to die. It, it goes really fucking quick. I I, I like Caustic a lot. I, I've been meaning to kind of start playing him again more. Um, it's it's tough to switch to him because of his play style being so different from the other characters. Yeah. Question about his ultimate: Is that also only direct health damage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can you can kill people real quick with caustic if you can get them trapped in a corner. I I think I think end game when the ring's getting real small and stuff. His his gas like is the ultimate like move, bitch, get out of the way because you can do it indoors. You don't need stuff from the air like. It's it's he's really... immune to his own gas, right? Yes, your teammates are also immune to your gas. Okay, not the disorientation though. They... Yeah, well, I mean, it's smoke. It's it's smoke. Otherwise, well, it's a little bit more. You do get disoriented, much like Bangalore's. It's like, like yeah, much like Bangalore's ultimate. Like you do get that disorientation, but you don't get the damage text. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't get stunned either. You don't get slowed by walking through his gas if you're on the team. Interesting. I never really noticed. Yeah, it's just it disorients you like smoke, so you go right, into right. it and it's very thick and you can't really see through it. You don't really come across him when you're playing in groups a whole lot either. I think he's like Gibraltar. He's probably second least played or something. Yeah, like yeah, but he's a, yeah. he's a guy I don't like coming across because I know what he can do. A yeah. good a good caustic is actually like terrifying. Cause that, that's what I mean. Really like, fucking good at controlling where you're going to run. As so, like like uh, most of my kills with caustic is. I'll wait until we're towards the end of the game, and then I drop all my independent variables. But I drop them in a path to get somebody to run through all of them. So when they run through all of them, they open up a door, and I'm standing there with a peacekeeper, and it's just over. 
I'll just finish him off with a you know guns and grenades and whatever. People have started to figure out how to play against Caustic though. Like you can blow up his traps and things like that. That I don't like. I, I wish they wouldn't deploy until they're more like I wish they were just like little make them a little more noticeable on the ground, but like not have the balloon. I got dropped. Maybe like a little blinking light or something, but smaller. Right. Right. I'd rather have that than have them people be able to blow them up from afar. Nine times out of ten, if I, I can usually spot those things and I just shoot it just so I'm not running through right. it. Right. The, right. the color right. scheme is different from all the other things on the map, too. So Yeah, and if you shoot the base of them, they blow up. Exactly. And they don't they don't pop the gas if you do it that way. I never knew that. Yeah. And, well, if you shoot them, they go off. And Caustic himself can shoot them and and I and find myself off. shooting my own things more often than yeah. waiting for a player to do it. Yep. All right, I'll cover our last two. First, uh, my, one of my favorite characters, Bloodhound. Their passive ability is they allow the Bloodhound to see tracks and footprints and anything that someone's done. If they're bleeding, if they jump from an area, if they uh, just like have footprints, uh, if they looted recently, all within a minute. So if you ha- if if someone's been around you in a minute, they leave little clues and stuff, and you can really follow to see where they're going. Their ability is like the I, I barely use it. I, I don't think it's actually useful uh, if you're trying to sneak around at all. It, it does like an AOE bubble, and you can see where somebody is at that exact moment if they're in the AOE bubble. The problem is the AOE bubble, your enemies can see. So if you are trying to be sneaky and you're trying to use it to see where enemies are, other people can see it as well. And then their ultimate is, I think, one of the best in the game. Because you can, if you pair that with Bangalore Smoke... It just gives you digital threat vision. It also gives you the speed too. and and a huge speed boost. So so like one of my favorite setups that I've ever been in. It was with two randoms. I was with a caustic that had four hundred kills, and I was with a Bangalore that had like three hundred some kills. And then I'm there with my like you know fifty kill bloodhound or thirty kill bloodhound. Or I forget how many I'm at with them. They were just like dropping smoke. And everything, and I popped my ultimate, and I just saw six people standing in smoke, gas, everything. I just hunted them all down with this fucking peacekeeper. I had, like, six fucking kills. It was disgusting. But, like, the ultimate was just so good. I just started downing everybody, and they were just walking through and finishing them all off. Uh, it It was so fucking good. It's just, it's one of the most powerful ultimates i think in the game because you instantly you just get heat vision on everybody right right and it's a fairly long like uh yeah it's like too. you get it's it like for 30 like, seconds yeah, yeah you get it for like 30 which seconds kind of ridiculous in a firefight yeah because it's it, a whole firefight right and and everyone's tracks all their footprints are like elevated and raised so you can see exactly Super where someone's running yep. and like you can see all the lines where they're going and stuff i've done it to hunt people down all the fucking time it'll like run out but i have their trail so i'm like all right well i know where the fuck you went right like, right it's it's really fucking awesome to, with, to further talk about her or her his tactical the indicator with the ring that goes out that other people can see i already you talked can, about that right right but you can it, you were talking about how useless there's there is some use to it because i i've noticed when i'm trying to like hide and like wait for somebody to run by because i know they're going to and then i see that ability get used I find I have to move now. Like, they know where I'm at. They know my strategy. And I feel like I now have to move 
and come up with, come up with a new strategy. Yeah, you can push it. You can push people that are hiding. Right, and that's forced me to go into a situation I didn't want to be in. A lot of times, I would actually die from because of that. So, I, I don't think that that ability is completely useless. But I'm with you. I don't like using it just because other people can see it. But there is some use to it. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying it was useless. It's just I don't use it because I don't feel that it's. I, I don't like giving my position away I ever. Never, in that I, game. Yeah, I never want to do that. So, so me pinging my exact position to find out the position of maybe one other person is like not, not intuitive for me in a way that I would want. I actually love that skill. Yeah, <laughs> really. I use it completely differently though. I use it mid firefight. Or when I'm already engaged. They already know where I'm at, so if I ping, I don't care, because they oh. know where I am. Oh, for sure. And then it, it identifies it to me, and then I also, if I only know where that one person is, like one person shooting at me, I ping them, or ping it, so that I can see them behind a wall, or if they retreated behind a building, I then also find out where the rest of their team is, if they're within the vicinity. So that's what I always use. I don't, like you said, I don't use it as a sneaking ability, but like, as soon as I engage in a firefight, almost every time ping it. Oh, yeah. So, I completely 100% agree. That's most of the time when I use it is in a firefight scenario or if I'm going to push somebody from hiding. Like if I know someone's in a building, I'll try to get them to pop out by using that. So I'm like, oh, I know your exact position. I you know how it shows the model of the character for like a like a, just a quick blip. Mm -hmm. I wish that would be a little bit more persistent for like at least two or three seconds. Like I find it's yeah. so hard to like do a full scan to see where they're at quick enough on the screen and off just in the blink of an eye and i i wish it would be a little bit more persistent mm -hmm. yeah it'll be like three threats and then you're like looking around and it's already gone and you're like oh crap yeah exactly i only saw two yeah, <laughs> yeah. or i didn't see any if they're all like above or below you right like, or behind you <laughs> yeah you're like, like oh no <laughs> i'm in danger <laughs> all right so i will talk about next mirage i really like mirage i had a lot of trouble winning with him so i played a fuck ton of him i think he's actually my character with the most amount of kills because <laughs> well i don't know what it was but I, when i was trying to get the wins with mirage i was like yeah sure let's play hyper aggressive go in get three kills die instantly like great so uh mirage i forget what his passive ability is when you oh, get down oh, yeah so his passive ability is when you get downed he leaves a decoy looking around and then falling he's to like the ground. faking his death. Yeah, he like fakes his death so you can get away invisibly, which I which I think is actually pretty cool. I think Mirage is the character that you absolutely want to give the golden down shield if you get one in your group. Like if you have a Mirage, he's the one to give it to because they have trouble tracking him immediately when he's downed. He can get away hide and immediately start doing the revive, the the golden revive shield. So, I think that's really good. I love sending out decoys. Uh, if I'm if I'm hiding in a spot or if I'm gonna like go somewhere, he's really good for looting crates, looting the the dropship crates. Because I'll send a decoy out just to see if anyone's actually like paying attention to it. And if he's beelining right for it, that's what a character would do. So it doesn't look as like goofy. And then people just start fucking lighting it up. I'm like, all right, that's dangerous. Or oh, I know where they're at. Let me loop up and take them out and then go in for my for my loot package. But and then, of course, his ultimate ability, where you can go invisible for six seconds, bring up six decoys of yourself that all stand in a ring. You can run off and six seconds later pop back into existence, essentially. And uh, you can, like, get the jump on people. You can kill. You can, like, you know, get out of a situation, stealthily move. I think he's, like, 
really, really solid as a decoy character. I, I think his tactical is really solid. I don't think his ultimate is. I hate it. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his ultimate, but I love his tactical so much that I'll still play that character Same. specifically just to launch decoys. Pretty much every 15 seconds, I'm launching a decoy because why not? Yeah. I found his ultimate is really good situationally. In the middle of a gunfight, I'll totally throw the ultimate, and then the first thing I do is I slide, because everyone just tries to pan through all of them with some shots. But if you can slide and get out of there, you can get you can re-get the drop on somebody mid-gunfight, and I think that is super important. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a really good invisible. It's it's tough to see him. Yeah, unless yeah. you unless you get a lock of him immediately when he when he goes invisible, you're not really going to see him. Yep. I don't like the fact that you know, like Rafe's one ability, she's invulnerable. His is not invulnerable, and he also can't bring himself out of it. Is what I don't like the most about it. If if he could, you know, trigger a disengage, then I think it would be much more useful. But the fact that you have to wait the six seconds before you can start shooting again. I think is what kills it for me. So you can't shoot while you're invisible? No. No. Oh. You can't do anything yeah. while you're invisible. <laughs> I never used his ultimate, I'll be honest. Not once. Yeah. I, I don't just, why I, <laughs> I don't see why you couldn't shoot when you're invisible. Or maybe that would bring you that's out what of I, the, that's, that's what, what I, I think would they want. Yeah. But that's also that you you would use his ultimate a lot differently then. You would get behind a group within that six seconds and then immediately start shooting. So maybe it is for like to keep things more balanced because he would be pretty pretty powerful as a character if he could come out right away and people used his ultimate a little bit differently and just devastate people yeah. right right so like maybe that's that was done that way specifically for balance reasons well i guess we'll have to see as more legends come out yeah and i'm sure they're going to still tweak the legends that are already out right yeah because they haven't done any of that yet so because we got you got to understand how new this game is despite how polished it feels like yeah we haven't gotten any balance patching yet we haven't gotten any uh nerfs or buffs yet we haven't gotten any big updates they've done bugs and crash fixes and that's pretty much all they've updated right. and, and this still feels like a game that's been out for a long time like yeah. oh yeah and and it's been out less than a month at this point well it's actually just a month now as of this recording it's been out a month so did you want to talk about hitboxes real quick I know you yeah. wanted to mention that. Yeah, so we kind of Kevin kind of briefly touched on it uh, previously. You know, it's something that's kind of a hot topic right now on social media and everything. But, like, I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed because, you know, race hitbox is like a third of the size of Caustics and Gibraltars, and you could definitely feel it well, when, as you're playing these when characters. When she's running, her hitbox is lower than the rest of the characters. Even, even full standing, it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, there's, like, some measurement charts. Got, got you. Where like the the um, the amount of mass in each of them? It, it, like I said, that's good. It's really going to alter the game how they address this because if they do health, all the stuff that that's direct health damage is is affecting the people that are they're getting buffs or debuffs with their health. Like I'm really curious about how they're going to fix this because I honestly I don't know how I would because there's such advantages and disadvantages to adding health or taking away health from people. So. I'm really curious about how they're going to do this. It's I think it's kind of going to be like make or break in the long run of the game. Yeah, it's it's literally the only reason at this point I still haven't unlocked Caustic either. Like cuz I know how I feel when I played Gibraltar. I just played a ton of Gibraltar trying to get his his win finally for my achievement and there's no way. There's no way I'm going to put myself through that again <laughs> regardless of his skills. Like I play Pathfinder, his isn't quite as bad as those two. It's still pretty bad though, but I feel like his movement speed due to his grappling hook kind of makes up for it. Like, 
Caustic and Gibraltar have no movement bonus at all. They're just huge. I think Gibraltar is really the only noticeable one. I personally, I think by default that Caustic has neon-colored skin. I, I think his like default skin makes him so it's really uh, like he's a target. Whereas I think that uh, as soon as I changed Caustic's like skin on him, like his, his cosmetic skin, I was getting shot less. I felt like I was just didn't stick out as much. But Gibraltar is like a noticeable difference, 100%. And so is playing Wraith. Like if you just like play a game as Wraith and then play a game as Gibraltar, like you can fucking tell how just how different they are. Yeah. Whereas like with Caustic, I know he's in between Pathfinder and and Gibraltar on the scale, but I don't think that Caustic is nearly as noticeable as Gibraltar. The the change up there. I, something else, that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Gibraltar has a heavier uh, uh, sound when he walks as well. Like it almost sounds louder. And like when you play as him, you can kind of hear it when you're walking around as well. I think it's just another indicator that he might be in the area. I think it just sounds different. I don't think it like I don't think you can hear it any further. It sounds clunkier when I when I've played with him. Like it, yeah. But I don't think it sound. I don't think the sound is actually further. Mm. Like I don't think you can. I don't think if like a bloodhound and a Gibraltar are running at the same time. I don't think if you're forty yards away, you can hear either one, and at thirty yards away, you could hear Gibraltar but not hear a bloodhound. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think you can hear it whether or not. I think it's a clunkier sound. Yes, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's actually like a distance difference in hearing it over the other. Well, I mean, speaking of sound, they they do do a pretty good job with that. We'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's zipline our way into graphics. Graphics. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I really. I mean, if we're just going to kind of freestyle this one, yeah, I, I really absolutely. like the graphics. It's one of those things that like really gets me. I don't know what it is about certain games. I was kind of really excited about the graphics because, like, there's games like like Borderlands, cell shading. I can't, I can't play those games very well. For some reason, it really fucks me up. Uh, like depth perception wise, especially in shooter games, I just can't do it. So I'm really excited about this game as far as the graphics go. Everything is really smooth and polished. Very rarely do I actually see graphical errors where there's like missing segments in the land or something like that. I've noticed a couple of times, and it happens for the entire match for me. I don't know if it's just because like. You know, I have a day one PlayStation or whatever it is, but I notice that there are characters every now and then that actually don't have their full skins and they're just black silhouettes. And those games, I actually do really well because you can see them in windows like ridiculously when they're in buildings and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. Like a pop in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a cardboard cutout walking in front of a window sometimes. You've experienced this on Apex? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very rare. I mean, I've played quite a bit you know i'm almost level 50 now and it's i probably had it happen maybe four or five times but when it happens it's the entire match and it's a huge bonus oh wow i've never experienced yeah, that i mean i got a day one playstation and yeah i, I the, also have a the day only one, one i experience is when i'm watching another player uh pick somebody up from from being downed and sometimes like the map disappears and all i see is the background of the map like the the ocean or whatnot that's the only graphical thing I've seen. Yeah, that's the only one I've I've had too. Is like if someone gets revived and I'm spectating. Yeah, yeah, and it's only happened to me one time. Yeah, 
it's very it's a very weird glitch you know the other person will be fine and then i switch to that person that get re- gets revived and all i see is like ocean yeah, and yeah. like just spinning yeah, around yeah. the maybe one screen. corner of the building that's like to start going crazy yeah like. yeah yeah the the corner will come in and then it'll just like jar out dart out and then it starts getting spiraled it's it's really disorienting i have to switch it, off yep, of it yep. when it happens <laughs> now i will mention um i think this is very apparent when you play the game it's a very bright neon color palette for this game it's not like you don't have your dull tones it doesn't look like a worn down world or anything it no, pops everything pops <laughs> even the desert fucking pops yeah yeah they th- it's very bright vivid colors um now when i first started playing this game i thought it was going to be a little bit more futurist a little bit more of a, a futuristic setting and there are like very futuristic sci-fi elements to this game but it's not overdone because I was concerned getting into this game, it was going to be like way over the top, and it, like that kind of thing doesn't appeal to me so much. I don't like the super over the top sci fi setting. That could also be a thing that's going on with the map itself, since the the map itself is kind of like a rundown. You know, everything's kind of more apocalyptic feeling. Like you know, it feels like nobody's lived that in these places for a long time. Like they haven't been kept. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And you know they're. There are rumors of other maps where they're they're not like that at all. It's more city wise and, and stuff like that. So, you know, you you might see you know a little feel have a different feel once you once we start doing maps of other areas and mm. whatnot. We shall see. I'm also curious to know what the fuck that dinosaur is doing out in the water. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with the Titanfall game. From it does. What, yeah. From what I've heard, yeah, like, they're from it's from Titanfall. It's in the lore of Titanfall. Okay. Um, I know it takes place in the same world. They they haven't like. Yeah, they didn't try to hide that at all. No, no. So another thing I wanted to talk about for the graphics is just, like, the skins and the cosmetics and stuff. I think all the cosmetics look really fucking good. The higher-end stuff, obviously. Not, like, the rare... Some of the rares are okay. On the weapons, I think the rares are actually better than the... Legendary? Epics. Okay, gotcha. I think some of the legendaries are cool. I like when it changes the actual model. But, like, I, I think some of the legendaries are, like, bland... There's there's one skin I forget the name of it, but it's literally Starry Night. Yeah, and like I think that's fucking awesome. And I think it's, it's on the three hundred one. It's on a few. Is it? it okay. Yeah, yeah. Like some of those are like shared completely. Like I have it on my R ninety nine. Like okay. I, I think it's such a cool fucking thing. It's literally Starry Night. Like now, when it comes to cosmetics, I, I do want to get this opinion out because I don't want to be beating the game off all night. Um. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do have some gripes with the cosmetics. Like, I, I feel like they're being a little penny-pinching when it comes to some of the cosmetics. It's a free game. It is. But that same token, either maybe you should get an Apex pack when you get a victory, or they should consistently keep Apex packs for every level that you level up. Like, I feel well, like... Well, there's going to be the battle pass for that. Yeah, and again, like it's still early in the game. I just feel yeah. like... And if you want to buy certain things, they're stupid expensive. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, but it's the same price for almost every battle or battle royale, so... Yeah, but, it's I mean, pretty but consistent. It, like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like, this is like a groundbreaking game that has been redefining the genre a little bit. They could have taken it in a different direction. But they have to make money on it. I agree, but it's still... You have to understand that also their their overlords are EA, which are the ones that are always at the apex of all of the loot box bullshit, all of the 
microtransaction shit. Like that's that's not them. That's EA. My only issue- EA calls the shots on what their microtransactions are. Hundred percent. I'm just saying they've like, pretty much even alluded to yeah. to that. Like respawn has said that. But I mean, like if like some of the weapon skin guns are like close to twenty bucks. Yeah, it's eighteen bucks. Yeah. That's stupid. Like if there was a, a dollar or two, maybe I'd buy a couple. Like, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, a dollar or two for a legendary item is like kind of ridiculous yeah, if you see, think about you it. You got to understand games like Fortnite. I hate to say it, but they've done stuff like this, and plenty of people are spending that money on it. They they've made millions of dollars doing it with this system, so it's it'd be wise of them to do it the same way with Apex. My only gripe, though, with the whole system is the amount of crafting materials you get. I don't think. You're getting no. enough crafting materials at all. It's I'm, too inconsistent. Listen, I'm like level, almost level seventy-five. I'm right around that that level, and I don't have enough crafting materials to even get a legendary. And right. I and I haven't spent them, so I think that's clearly an issue because at level seventy-five, I should have at least bought one and have like halfway saved up for another one. I think they need to they need to either up the chances of getting crafting materials or have that be a reward for winning a game or something. I like crafting materials over Apex packs for wins. That's what I'm saying. Cause uh, and, and they should really tier it, like top three. Like I was, they, You and I were talking, I think 25 for a win. Or maybe even less than that, like 15 for a win, and uh, then 10 I and 20, 5. I think 25 is good, because it, it'll, it'll change the incentives, and it'll make people play harder. It would, but you also got to think, like, I really don't want to see people that are just with 3,000 kills and whatnot have everything they always wanted. I don't really want to see that. You wouldn't. It's winning. It's winning the game. That that's also true. I, too. Those those and and that was like kind of what uh, Joe was saying too. Like with like he was saying that you know you see those champions come in and the champions have like oh three thousand fucking kills, but they they'll die off in the first couple rounds. Right, because they're either like, winner you know winner die kind of. Yeah, yeah. I I think that like I think. Crafting materials, you know, twenty five for a win, uh, ten for for second place, and five for third place. I think that would be great because then you can then you can just buy the legendaries that you want. You, you don't have to get apex packs and continue getting that because realistically, if you open up an apex pack, it could give you three hundred shards and you know like three hundred crafting materials and you know uh, you know two I other wish. things. And I think. Well, you have to get a legendary to get 300 crafting materials. I still don't have 300 cumulative. Have you bought anything? None. I've been getting boned hard on those. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me right now to the, the $20 thing. And and I'm okay with $20 skins to an extent. My issue right now is that the game is so early. You know, they have the store thing where, like, you have to have the in-game skin to purchase the limited time one. Right? So... Essentially, if I haven't gotten it out of an Apex pack, I have to spend twenty dollars to then spend my in-game currency on the other one. I yeah, I hear you. That's what kills me right now. Right, and I think I think they're going to change that because what I thought was interesting that they haven't implemented yet, which I'm hoping they implement soon, is that red currency. You should be able to buy Apex packs with the red currency as well. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would be okay with because, that. Because that's how it works in PUBG, whereas PUBG never has those specials where you can buy direct skins ever. You can only buy loot crates, and they're like, oh, here's six different loot crates, the same way H1Z1 was. There's, oh, here's six different loot crates. You can buy one of these loot crates, and they have it in there. Also, I'd like to see that you could sell 
skins that you don't want for the currency, the crafting currency. That's another thing that H1Z1 did. They only sold duplicates, though. There's no way to get duplicates in this game. On PC, it's different. Well, yeah, that was on the Steam store. You could sell skins. Well, no, on you H1Z1 could sell skins directly, store. or you could you you could you could crush a skin that you had. For oh, that's right. Currency. You got fabric or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Well, so the crafting materials that you get that Kevin and I have been getting, you get them because your legendary, your whatever item that is, is a duplicate. Okay, gotcha. That's how you get you're getting crafting materials in the packs. Okay, gotcha. it, it's a duplicate. So you got a duplicate legendary. So they're like, here's three hundred. Well, no, I got six hundred from one. Or yeah, here's six hundred crafting materials, halfway to an actual legendary item that he could pick. Which yeah. I think that's fair. I think actually the the amounts that get dropped in there are totally fair. It's just a it's just a matter of you probably have way more skins unlocked. Than Probably. Kevin does. If you guys got to the same level and your your crafting materials were off, it means you have more variations of skins than he does. It's just they're they're like, oh, you got a duplicate. Here's the crafting material breakdown for it. I guess my other concern is again we haven't seen the battle pass or anything. So just setting all that aside for a moment, it seems as of right now that you're capped at level ninety nine. I'm guessing hundred hundred. That you can't progress and earn more Apex packs or in-game currency as well. Right. right. That'll be when the seasons start. You'll be able to do that through the Battle Pass. There's going to be a free version of the Battle Pass and a paid-for version of the Battle Pass. I think they're also including, like the other games have done, a PlayStation Plus tier. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation Plus tier. I, I don't know. What, what does that mean? Oh, where you, you get, get a discount on the Battle Pass? For no, you, a- there's like, so as you level up, there's like, you get these items if you buy the Battle Pass, and then there's a tier below that where like, you just get these just because, you know, you're playing the game. And then there's another tier that you get for subscribing to PlayStation Plus, because Apex does not require you to have PlayStation Plus membership to play. So if you oh, have it, it's added incentive. Okay. I See, I always considered like, you need to have PlayStation Plus. Plus to play online, not free to play games on PlayStation. Yeah, not the yeah, free really. Plays. That's yeah. how. That's well, a very minimal games you can play online without it, though, right? It's all the free to play stuff. There's tons of free to play. Yeah, it okay. used to be you had to have it to play the online games, but it hasn't been that way pretty much since a few months after it launched. Yeah, a lot of games are just like, oh, if it's free to play, here you go. Like, there's different versions and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So, so is that all you had to say about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so, let's let's move on into sound. music uh i think the sound design is really good i really like all of the menu music and stuff like that. i think all the music's great in the game yeah. I, it gets stuck in my Agreed. head i think about it a lot yep um i'm lukewarm on it to i be honest. i think that drop music's fucking awesome i think it's mediocre really uh, i think it's uh, a little i think it's a little goofy i like it Com- compared to I'm, I'm oh, you don't like that you don't like synth wave and, and sci-fi music though it's okay i mean it depends on the game because i really like the mass effect like music and that that's kind of up that same alley but like in this it just it fe- i don't know it, it it sets a weird tone for the match because it's like i don't know i, I just find it it's kind of odd with i don't know the direction they went with this music i mean i, I can kind of see what he's cut where he's coming from since it is like a tournament and it's supposed to be like a fun sports type game for them the, i think it's epic the, the, that drop music i do like the drop music but it doesn't quite match the sporting like aspect of it yeah, I, 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 I mean, I guess I, there's really there's one song in the entire game. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and I, I think I think it's great. It gets stuck in my head. It's it stuck in my head too. Yeah, 
I don't drop in enough to get it stuck in my head. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't drop Hashtag in enough? Winning. You don't drop in enough to get, get it stuck it. in my head. Yeah, but what does that have to do with hashtag winning? Because my matches are long. <laughs> uh, oh. Zing. Oh, okay. Zing on a zip line. Zing. <laughs> zip. <laughs> Who's ready to die on a zip? But I mean, furthermore, like I like, I like how you can you can kind of hear like the gun sounds themselves from other people and from like when I'm shooting a gun. I like how clear it is. You know, I mean, I, other games have done it, but I like how clear the direction is. I also like being able to hear how far away it is. I like the snaps and stuff if it's hitting the ground or, or a rock wall near you. I like all that stuff because you get a lot of indicators just by the sound itself. The, the dynamics are pretty on point. That, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, Yeah, you can even tell, like, like if I'm getting sniped at, I can tell if it's a triple take or a longbow or a scout. Like, mm-hmm. it's super, like, obvious. And, like, depending on what that is, kind of changes my gameplay in reaction to that as well uh i i think the voiceovers are great too like not only do the guns sound great but like the voice acting is like pretty good too there's a lot of very memorable quips and like dialogue in in this game and uh, i think i i haven't really noticed anything that i was like god i hate that voice or uh god, like it's just i can hear it over and over again and i'm fine with it i think the only one that i feel like gets overused is when Mirage is bamboozling. Because oh, yeah. he has a couple, maybe like two or three, but I feel like the one where he says, go bamboozle him, is like, that's like 80% of it. Yeah. That that one gets annoying, especially because you, you know, typically if you're playing Mirage, you're going to be using it every 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, the cooldown is like really quick on that ability, so you're going to hear, like they maybe should have added in like another five or six different tracks on, on that particular ability because of how quick and- the cooldown is. Sorry, and set the randomizer up better. Yeah. Because he says, go bamboozle him a lot. And then he does that one where he's like, go buns. buns I, um, mm, bam- fool him. Yeah, fool, fool him. him. Bam- yeah, bamboozle. <laughs> That's what I do. Bamboozle him. Like, it's just like, why? Yeah. And, and, and like, that one's funny, but it's also three times longer than the other one. So, yeah. like, it talks over other things that are happening, and you don't hear it that often. As a, as a randomizer. I kind of wish I didn't hear anything unless it got shot. Like, you know, because he, he might go, Haha, you just been bamboozled, but nobody shot at him. So, like, nobody even seen that one. Like, I wish it only made a mention of it if it gets shot. That way, like, you know, because you're using it every 15 or 20 seconds. It, it shouldn't go off like it does. Yeah, I agree. And then it gives an indicator, oh, that was that was just shot. He has a lot of, lot of verbal cues as a, as a character. I feel like it's a lot more than the other characters. He's, yeah, he's probably the most verbal of all the characters. Well, he, yeah, but that's also his mo. He's he's a talkative guy. Like. Yeah. He is the Ryan Reynolds of Apex. Legends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair, a, a fair assessment. Uh, shall we move into final thoughts? Final thoughts. All right, Harry, sh- hit us with your final thoughts. Hmm. Where where do I want to begin? So. I- Overall, I, I enjoy the game. Great, I, thank you. Hey, I, go ahead, Kevin. No, no, I, I, no <laughs> I definitely think it's a fun experience. I think it's fun for groups. I've been in this situation quite a few times where there's four people online, but it's parties of three. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, do we split up into two groups? Somebody get fucked, or do we try to 
get other people to hop online. So that that's always been a, a, a real real problem, I guess, initially with the game. I'm sure they're going to release different modes and everything. And I guess at this point, I am looking forward to just some kind of variance in the game because it is copy-paste, same kind of format each game. I'd like to see something new with this game at this point. A different mode or maybe different, uh, yeah, I don't know, different map. I don't know, something. I need something at this point to kind of spark my interest again with this game. Not that I'm really falling off hard, but I am starting to get to that point where I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm ready. So I think the Battle Pass will be exciting with the new character yeah, and the new, yeah. new stuff, hopefully. I guess that's my final thought. But overall, I, I think it's a definitely an awesome experience, and it does feel well-polished for a recently launched game. And I know we just got into a, a big conversation recently about games that release not ready for the public and how big of a, like, a stickler I am for that kind of thing. So right, I'm really enjoying the game, too. You know, initially I was like, oh, great, another BR game. And then, you know, kind of got into it, and I haven't really been able to put it down since. I mean, it's kind of been consuming me. I mean, the first couple of days, like, that it launched, I was only playing when other people were online, and I was just like, okay, I'll play Diablo or whatever else I was playing at the time. But now it's like, I've gotten so much into it, I'm like, I don't really care if it's a public group. Like, I will play <laughs> the games where, like, I launch in, and it's like, you know, public guys are like, you know, I choose Bangalore first or whatever, and the other two guys both wanted Bangalore on the left, or something of that nature. I've solo dropped quite a few times, and like, you know what? I'm like, screw it. I'm not leaving. I'm playing just as hard as I normally would because I'm enjoying it that much. I know I won't win, but I don't care. To go along with how much you like the game, I mean, I kind of put off other games too. I I might have mentioned I I do play Final Fantasy XIV, and I nearly got kicked out of my guild because of this game because I just straight up just ignored stuff they wanted to do as a guild and just to play this game and they they were very mad at me i had to apologize numerously and tell them that i won't put them off like that anymore like kind of thing because apex did consume me i downloaded it because i was told to just download it it's free give it a shot kind of thing you know it might have been joe to told, told me to do it and like he said i couldn't put it down since i started playing and it's getting me in trouble like i'm staying up too late playing this fucking game and sorry i, mean, I wanna i really enjoy it and also <laughs> Another thing I like about it compared to other the B- other BRs is the way it promotes close quarter fighting because really you know snipers and stuff are just on much equal grounds as you know the shotguns and whatnot instead of being like I'm running across 400 yards away from somebody and then going down right away from a headshot you don't really see that in this game and I like that a lot you know you can pretty much promotes anybody's true play style to th- these kind of shooters and that that makes me want to stay with it really you know and that's also helped you know i feel like i'm winning games because of that reason you know i'm not getting outshot done by snipers you know i played other br games where i feel like i have to have a sniper in my loadout or i'm just not going to do very well and i like being able to go shotgun auto rifle like it's not going to hurt me so that i do like but yeah it consumed me i had to make apologies I don't know. I kind of wanted to pick apart this guild real quick because <laughs> that just that, that <laughs> comment just irritated me. <laughs> right. the, the, so, do they understand? No, no hold on. Hold on. <laughs> to be fair, I did make you know promises. Like I, I was supposed to be with them for events, and like I'm the tank of the guild. So, like without me, they're most likely not going to be able to do what they want to do because not enough people tank in in MMORPGs to begin with. So. 
How, I, how big is the guild? It's very small to the point where, like, oh, okay. yeah, like there is no replacement. I am the tank. I'm the only tank in the guild, and like I play end game. So, like, you know, the closest one to that is like ten levels below the, the level cap. But not, like I said, I play end game. So, like, all my equipment is end game equipment, like well beyond you know the the level cap. But without me, they can't do any of that. So I, I definitely hurt them big time by playing but i was like eh, i'm playing with these two other guys fuck all you six people like <laughs> that i met online i knew these guys longer like fair enough you know but i apologize and we made amends and i'm pretty much just gonna promise less things to them <laughs> like <laughs> there you go so i didn't tell them real that i just i just told them that i'll keep my promises but they you know what they don't know is i'm gonna make less of those promises so like <laughs> unless they listen to this podcast <laughs> i'm sure they don't <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Thanks. Well, no, <laughs> Low-end disc. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you too, man. It's, well, <laughs> how often do you uh, review MMOs? So We haven't done any. <laughs> and we're not going to either. Okay. Then. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I'll be out for that episode. That's fine. My final thoughts on this game are right out of the gate, I think it is contending with with uh, Fortnite and PUBG to be the best battle royal, I really think they're it's catching steam every place it needs to. Like with all the Twitch guys, there's tournaments already happening for it. There's been a tournament each week on Twitch Rivals and on the Code Red series, and I'll actually sit there and like watch some of the tournament play and just see how the the tournament guys do it. And it's just it's so fucking cool to see other people play this game and just see like how they really adapt their their styles um i could see playing this game for a really long fucking time and just like this is all i think about when i'm at work all i fucking think about while i'm at work is just like man i just want to go home and like just play a quick fucking match just play one just play one oh, just probably oh, take into consideration some of your work responsibilities well i'm doing i'm doing <laughs> my work think about that a little here's bit the here's the thing i'm doing my work responsibilities but i'm thinking about apex i'm not endangering anything <laughs> i know i know when i get sucked into a game right and i really like it um because yesterday i played way more than i should have and when i know i'm getting sucked in i end up having a dream and I had a dream last night, and I woke up when I dropped in, and I was like, "Okay, I need to cool it a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> no, i i had i I had like a similar like weird little dream last last night. I was like in a fucking food coma. I was like sitting on the couch, and Chelsea was sitting next to me. I was like passed out, and I woke up, and the first thing I wanted to say to Chelsea was like, "Med kid over here." Like, it just I just wanted to like ping in real life like i don't know why i just like woke up and i must have been dreaming like subconsciously about apex i was like oh medkit oh no that's not that's not right no never mind all right let's move into the score the score let's do it harry what do you got I'm going to go with an 8.0, which is going to tie with Uncharted Drake's Fortune and Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to share with you that <laughs> Harry didn't have to look up his list before we got to... Oh, I did it earlier. I, I understand that you did it <laughs> earlier, but you never do that. We always get to the end and you're like, hold on, let me just... Uh, 
<laughs> I got to look up my other game's ratings and put it in line. Yes, yeah, he always has to put it in line, and he always Absolutely. has to look it up. Yep. <sighs> All right, I'm going to go with my rating. Uh, this is a obviously a definite buy. It's free, though, so what I would honestly say is give give Respawn a little money. I, I totally think that what is here is worth 10 or 20 bucks. Whether it be through the Battle Pass, whether whether you just buy Apex packs, whatever, I've totally bought ten dollars worth of Apex packs. I thought I, I I played the game and I thought it was fucking incredible, and I was like, they deserve some fucking money for this. I don't want the game to go away, so I'm going to support them somehow. I gave them fucking ten bucks already of my money for uh, oh, I bought Caustic actually, and I fucking I should I spent twenty bucks on the game so far already. I was like, whatever. Like I bought Caustic and I bought the fucking I bought ten bucks worth of Apex packs. There you go. Totally worth it. Yep. I bought the starter pack. Yeah. So it's just, it's, you know, I think the game totally warrants paying into it a little bit if you can afford to do it. So usually for our guests, what we suggest doing is having you go around, uh, you'd give it a letter grade for Steve, and then uh, Ralph is Gush, Shrug, or Bash. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> what? All right. Who, which one of you wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Joe, go ahead. I'm, I, Honestly, given given the time frame, I'm going to say as far as letter gate, I'd give it an A. Okay. Um, it it delivers on everything it needed to deliver right out the gate. You know, for for a BR game, you know that is, you know, you don't really ex- you don't expect two maps, you don't you know expect a battle pass right away. You know, everything that you expect with the BR game is there plus. So I'm I'm going to go with an A as far as that's concerned. Okay. You know, that might change down the line if they take forever to do other things. But as far as it concerns right now, an A. Uh, number game. Grade. Yep. <laughs> number grade. No, I'm numbering the game. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I know what I said. All right. All right. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> I know what I said. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck <Fight> me. <laughs> I would uh, I-, I would say I would give it an eight and a half. All right. Definitely. A little bit more flexibility, number grade, than uh, or a number game, than a letter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have the best grading system. I disagree. <laughs> and, yeah, as, as uh, you know, Clark kind of said, it definitely... I would say, you know, buy, obviously. Check it out. Um, I'm definitely planning on spending 20, 30 bucks in it. That's pretty much what I've uh, felt it's worth at this point in time. Um, I haven't done so yet, strictly because I'm waiting for the Battle Pass to see that price. And then, you know, if it's 20 bucks, I'll buy $10 worth of crates or whatever. If it's $10, I'll buy $20 worth of crates. It's all I'm really waiting for at this point to, to put my 30 bucks into it. Obviously, I'm gushing. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> he has made a mess on my floor, Kevin. All right, letter grade. I would, I would give an A. I mean, pretty much for the same reasons. You know, it being a, a new game, which I constantly have to consider because it's it's real easy to forget how new this game is. You know, I, so I would definitely give it an A. It it does absolutely hit on everything I'm looking for in a in a battle royale game. Uh, numbers wise, I would. I'm actually more along the lines of a solid nine, and I'm even close to a nine point five on how just how new it is and how solid of a new game at that it is. You know, I could be talking something different a month from now after the battle pass, but specifically sitting here right now, <laughs> got wispy in here, huh? <laughs> We were taking it back to the ASMR. Yeah. Sitting here right now, a month after the game came out, I am. I want to. I, I'm caught in between nine and nine point five. It's. I, I can't really settle on a, either one of those numbers. Um, 
If, if only Harry used a hundred point scale, then yeah, well, it's it, not going to yeah, happen. You should use a hundred no, point just, scale. Nah, okay. You should make up your fucking mind. Nine point two five. Forty point scale. I give it a nine point two five. Yeah, the two fives. A <laughs> hundred point scale, man. Come on, hundred point scale, Harry. Allow you get really in depth with your score. You know, what? just make it a thousand. Yeah. All right. Um, I would yeah buy the game. You know, if, if you play if you play battle royales, download this game. Play it if you like it. Support the you know support the develop you know the devs. I always support any dev for any game I like, free or not. I'm always going to put money towards it because I'm under the the same thing. I want to keep playing it, so I'm going to throw money at them and you know keep letting me play this game. Basically, um, I've also made a mess on the floor too because I'm I'm gushing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's not what Ralph intended by Josh. <laughs> no, no, or maybe it is. Maybe it is. It yeah. is now. <laughs> he does. We, we, he we does. really can't understand vegans like that. Uh, yeah, so. he re- he does really get hyped up for some games. <laughs> Mario's <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah. Mario's voice. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Uh, thank you again for joining us, Kevin and Joe, and uh, we will catch you with the next review. Sick. 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 Uh, just, just one more game. Dropping the blue zone. Yeah, just one more. Just one more game. Yeah, dropping the blue. We'll drop, drop the blue. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a quick kill. It'll be a quick kill. But yeah, uh, join us next. And until then, I will just leave you in a trance. Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.